Since iTunes only keeps the last 100 episodes of any show, some of our show topics that seem to help the most people are no longer available when people search on iTunes. So, in an effort to make that information available to more people, from time to time we're going to re-air some of our most popular show topics. You can also go to kickitnaturally.com and search for any topic in our search box. For now, enjoy this show that originally aired in 2014. T.C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Well, that was the game that he got kicked off that, nearly kicked off that plane because he wouldn't stop playing it. Wait, I think we started. Oh, hello. Welcome (laughs) to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe, and I'm here with T.C. Hale, natural health expert, producer, and he's quite a poet as well, if you didn't know that. I'm a poet, and I didn't realize it? Yeah. Just ask him to write you some poetry. He likes to do that on the side. Wow, I just got real sensitive on this show. That's fun. But he's a very vulnerable (laughs) <laughs> I'm crying right now. Uh huh. And we also have cutie patootie Will Schmidt, who I'm sure writes poetry too. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, if you call like booty text poetry, yeah. whoa! Oh, here we go. It's gonna be one of those bleeped out shows. No, actually, today is a really important show. Uh, we're gonna be talking about ADD and ADHD. But I love unicorns. <laughs> unicorns are fun. And with rainbows, they are good. good times. Yeah. I like. I want to learn more about lawn maintenance. Yeah, lawn maintenance is very important. Too. I know everything I need to know. Oh, good. All right, good. So you're. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe oh, we'll we walked try. in this room to do something, and I can't remember what I like it was. German shepherds. Oh, German shepherds are fun. Oh, good. They're fuzzy. Yeah. Um, oh. oh, ADD. ADD. Is oh, what yeah, ADD. Oh, okay. See good. what we did there? That was smart. Okay, so, you know, if you haven't liked us on Facebook or joined the group, you need to do that now. So whatever you're doing, drop it, pull over, you know, put that kid down, whatever's going on, and go ahead and like us at Kick It In The Nuts, and we're going to post topics there that we'll be doing on future shows, and you guys can post any questions you want us to cover in the show, and we might do it. We talk about some of the questions. Mm Mm-hmm, exactly. We're generous that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Today, all of our listeners can get a free audiobook from audible.com. Just go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook for more details. And I also got a pay raise of $1 million. Oh, wow. Wait, good a, a job. Podcast. Moving on up. I know. I feel like we What'd y'all have, get? I got <laughs> a theme. They gave me a theme song. Oh, that's sweet. Well, since mm. I'm the most hated, <laughs> I had to keep the villain in. Uh-huh. Okay. What do, we, what do you want to talk I don't about? Know. Now? I, I like people too. <laughs> so let's kind of give a little base for, for ADD, and, and we'll probably mostly just call it ADD instead of saying ADHD. Oh, yeah, that's that too, too many long. words. Yeah, why well, you yeah. got to go through all those oh, yeah. kind of things? Um, so we'll paraphrase, but then we'll drop the H. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we're, we're trendsetters that way. Um, but one thing I want to talk about is that. You know, do people make a lot of jokes about it and they say that it's not even real, but the person dealing with real issues, to them it's it's very real. So we're going to talk about helping these people today. We're not going to talk about curing ADD or anything, but for the people that uh, maybe they're using meds and they're either not seeing improvement or they have all these crazy side effects or, or they think that, you know, the meds, they feel like they're toxic to their body and they want to do something different. Those are the people that we're going to kind of help understand you know what might be going on with you 
cool. Yeah, it's cool like that. So we'll help people drop the H. Right. Right. Cool. And I think maybe the goal of it is like for people that are dealing with issues that are like this or that have been labeled this, it's our goal isn't to, to cure it. It's to like improve your mental performance and emotional stability. Or at least maybe you know? have uh, some options of things that you could look at with your own physiology to say, oh, could this be uh, hampering my uh, mental ability to focus or to function or to operate as a, as a human being? And when you can start to look at things, all of a sudden you can find some answers for yourself that, oh, I, maybe I could improve this instead of just thinking, hey, I'm a circus freak and somebody told me this is wrong with me, so I guess it is. Yeah, exactly. So one thing that we'll talk about a lot, um, and we've talked about this with some other issues, and you'll see that, uh, you know, when you read about ADD online, you find that, you know, if if you suffer from ADD, you have uh, uh, six times the chance of dealing with other uh, psychiatric issues like depression or, you know, uh, bipolar disorders and stuff like that. Or friends or people beating you up because they get they get impatient. Oh, I didn't read that part. Oh, yeah. That must have been mm-hmm. a different article. Oh, okay. But I, I can see where that might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you see that, the, you know, you have a chance of having this if you're dealing with ADD, we kind of feel like a lot of them are caused by similar issues. So whatever you're diagnosed with or however it affects your body or life can be different from person to person. So maybe you just, you know, maybe it was, I don't know if, they, if they're using like a spin the diagnosis wheel or something right. when you come in. I, I'm not saying that's how it is. But a lot of times, uh, depending on what you're dealing with, can result in what mm-hmm. diagnosis you're going to get. And Bob Barker's there with his little microphone. I miss Bob. Mm-hmm. Man, he rocked the house. I, I got a question about this topic. So I always hear things like, oh, it's the mercury and the tuna, or and it's metals, and it's all these different things. Does that have anything to do with it, with like Asperger's and ADD? You know, I, I think it could. And let's we'll talk about, oh, I, I did a mic bounce, bop, punch, hit. I forgot. I haven't. I've been good about not hitting the mic. But, um, you know, when we look at ADD, we're thinking a lot about uh, why is the brain having a hard time focusing? Um, And a lot of times it has to do with the fact that signals are not traveling correctly. And the minerals in our bodies are used for signals to kind of bounce through. Like, uh, you know, if you put your toaster in your bathtub with you and it's plugged in, it's a, it's not an Don't enjoyable try bath. This one at home. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a, it, you get shocked because mm-hmm. what's going on is that that electric current is traveling through the minerals that are found in the water. And if you don't have the minerals, like somebody like myself, then you don't have those currents traveling. Yeah, or maybe there's just there's less minerals, you know, so maybe mm-hmm. signals don't travel quite as well. Like if you, um, you know, current doesn't flow through distilled water as, as well as it would through, you know, hard water that comes out with minerals in it. So we look at the person's body and see, uh, can we figure out what their mineral content is? And Will, do you want to talk about blood pressure and what we're seeing when you look at blood pressure? Do people can understand that? Yeah, I mean, it relates a lot to a term we've thrown around before called electrolyte deficiency. So when we see people that have low blood pressure, which we usually classify as like under 112 over 73, we would say, oh, you're a little bit depleted of minerals and you don't, you probably don't have the conductivity inside your bloodstream 
to conduct all the different things that your brain needs to do and your metabolism and your cells to function. Conductivity is a fancy word. Yeah. I, like, I like it when you use that yeah. words like that. Right. So maybe explain what that means for somebody sure. who just drives a truck sure. and they don't study things like we do and they're not insane. Like we Sure. Are. It's literally the movement of electricity from one place to another, which like you were talking about, if you threw a toaster into a bathtub full of distilled water, you'd be fine. You, it actually wouldn't bother you. I don't want you to try this at home, yeah, just no, in case no, you don't know what no, distilled no, water is. It, you may not have that you great of a filter. Wrong, there might be right. some sediment in your bathtub. Right. So, right. But you, if it you was, could just be dirty, sure. <laughs> but if it was pure distilled water, it actually wouldn't shock you because there's no minerals or electrolytes to conduct that electricity. Like that's why you're okay if you're like wearing rubber boots around like some electric wires because it, it doesn't run through rubber like Like it's not grounded kind of thing yeah so that's happening inside not just like your brain your bloodstream but also in all of your body tissues as well so you can have like twitching occur like muscles will start to like malfunction and fire when they shouldn't when they don't have the right conductivity available Right. Mm. Yes. Happens to me a lot. Yeah, with the Charlie horses and twitches and yeah, yeah and that can be yeah. very specific uh, minerals that are depleted at a tissue level. But when when you start to understand like things like that, you can see that okay, um, maybe my ability to focus is not because I have this disease that popped up out of nowhere. Maybe it's a situation where. I don't have the resources for my body to function correctly, for it to communicate with my brain, for my brain to communicate back to the, my body. So when there is a lack of resources, uh, focus can become very scattered. Um, emotional issues can become very magnified because to the body, it's it's kind of stressed out. It's kind of like you trying to pay uh, $900 worth of bills with, you know, 18 bucks. That sounds like me every single month. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, the last time I checked my blood pressure, it was 99 over 55. That's I mean, it's really weird. low. Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's about that time for me to start and all that. So, like, I'm really... Are you talking about girly right stuff right girly now? Girly stuff. Uh, so, oh, like, God. literally, I'm, I'm catching every seventh word you guys say. And that's all I can concentrate on. It's good. The seventh ones are the best yeah, ones. So, make sure yeah. those are the most important ones. Uh-huh. Um, lipid factor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Rejuvenate. I got uh, the night. Um, so go ahead, Will. Yeah, I mean, there's also a lot of other factors we'd want to look at. Electrolyte levels are definitely key. But, you know, when we look at someone's chemistry as a whole, all the different imbalances that we tend to talk about will affect your mental and emotional performance or mental state and emotional like stability. So when you look at the anabolic catabolic issue, if that's too far off, it can affect your endorphins and your ability to sleep well and create insomnia problems. Same thing with your metabolism, like the oxidation rate and the stream of glucose to your brain. And, and that's a really big one, you know, with the, with the glucose stuff, because yeah. if something, uh, whether it be the type of foods that you're eating or the way that you're processing those foods, um, you know, a spike and a crash in sugar can really affect how your brain is functioning. Yeah, and I'm, for anyone that's curious to know like a lot more about that, I totally recommend reading Nutrition in Your Mind by one of our favorite scientists, Dr. George Watson, where he gets really into like how he discovered all that. And he was, he was by his, his claims, curing like schizophrenia and depression and anxiety through nutrition. And that was unheard of at the time and was totally rejected by the medical community 
but his findings... It still is for the most part today, but there's a lot of people having success, so that's hard to fight it off now. So, like, it's up to you, listener, to go by empirical evidence and your own self-experiments to see, like, what's working for you. But it's really fascinating when you start to see, like, how critical that is. Like, you really are not ever going to feel good or balanced if that flow of glucose is too fast or too slow. Right. And, you know, someone may look at their blood pressure, and it may be in range, like a perfect blood pressure, 120 over 80. Um, So you may have the mineral content, and that may not be an issue for you, but if your blood sugar is, is spiking and then crashing very low... During those lows, that uh, brain function is going to decrease a lot, and that could be causing a lot of your problems. And, and, and that's why we look at two different people with ADD uh, could be experiencing those symptoms for very different reasons. So the most important thing to take from anything that we talk about is that it's really not about your diagnosis. It, if you want to see improvement, uh, naturally especially, um, it's about looking at your body and your physiology and figuring out if something is really whacked um, and what may be causing that issue for you. Mm-hmm. And, and we teach people how to do that. If you've never heard our shows or read any of our books or anything, um, we teach people how to do that in our books. And also we have a free uh, four-week digestion course on kickitonthenuts.com where you can kind of learn how to run these easy tests on yourself at home with stuff you can get at a pharmacy and stuff like that. And then you can figure out uh, what's going on with your body and if something's all jacked up. All I got out of that was free nuts home. That was good. <laughs> that was good. So it was kind of like a pornographic mm-hmm, ET. Exactly. So, was good. Yeah, I wondered what I was missing. Uh-huh. Um, well, why don't we uh, kind of jump into a few questions, and um, we'll explain some more of this as, as we go along. All right. Jesse from Kenmore, Washington. I read somewhere that ADHD was made up to sell medication. Thoughts? Well, I'm not going to say that. But, you know, one thing is like... <laughs> is, Just don't want to go to jail. Yeah, let, let's say that a video came out one day. That it was, and it was this boardroom with this pharmaceutical company, and they're all having this meeting saying, let's make up this disease to sell this drug, and let's see how it goes. And that video went viral, and, went, and it came out that they were really doing that. I would just be like, yeah, that makes sense, you know. <laughs> but I'm not saying that that is what's happening. Um, so I think a way to, if, if Jesse really wants to know my thoughts, it's that uh, I think people get upset about this particular diagnosis because it's very easy to peg it on somebody. Um, and somebody may just be, uh, you know, especially with a kid, it could just be, maybe he doesn't have ADD, maybe he's just seven. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, yeah. when I was seven, it was, I, it was Star Wars figures and maybe some Legos thrown in there too. But, uh, you know, so I think people get upset about that, that a lot of diagnoses are, um, maybe it's not a real issue, maybe it's just, you know, that's that's what a kid does. But there's also the other side of it where if somebody's really suffering and they, they can't even get through the TV guide, you know, without losing focus on what they're doing, um, then that's something that they're really suffering through. And that's they're there's, having a hard time with that. There's so much good things to watch, though. Right. So and there's so much good. That crossword puzzle and the TV yeah. guide. But I think, too, when you get labeled, like if somebody labels you with something, then you're always that in your mind. Like it doesn't matter. So it's like right. that mind is more powerful than your body sometimes. So if you have that in your head, 
then it's going to be hard to shake that label. Right. And that, and that can be hard too. Um, but the main thing, the main point I want to get across to Jesse is that, you know, who knows what's made up and what's not. There's no way for us to know that. I think it was. I actually do. Oh, you do? Great. <laughs> well, we won't tell anybody. I think, it, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a recent, I think it was Big Bang, the the girl on the show that uh, is or which one? no she plays the ph- the she works for a pharmaceutical company or something but but she said I think it was in the last episode she's like well this year our company invented and cured restless <laughs> eye syndrome all in the same year <laughs> and, right and so that people that joke and that <coughs> viewpoint is getting out there a lot um, but the main point to Jesse is that I think a lot of people do get diagnosed that may not have real severe issues. But there are a lot of people that are struggling with this in a big way, and it affects their life in a, in a, a lot. Of, and, and those are the people we really want to help to find answers for themselves. Everybody else, you're on your own. Right. We don't, we're not worried about the other people. Christopher, using Adderall for ADD, ADHD symptoms, how can someone help themselves taper off these medications and not feel awful? Have you ever worked with a client that was trying to come off Adderall? You know, I have clients that use it like... Like personal training clients, not the ones that are in my on board with nutrition. Stuff. Yeah, ones that use Adderall like just occasionally, like when they need to, to study for something. Or... <laughs> clean house to like do chores to study for med school, whatever it is, you know. And they just use it kind of like that. And some of them will just get on it all the time, and they'll they'll think that it's great. But then when they get off of it later, they'll realize like. Wow, they were a basket case while they were on it. Like in this instant, they're super focused, but like they lost like broad vision of what their life was like. But I haven't had any of them really talk about withdrawal symptoms. I've, I've talked to quite a few people that deal with that, and, and it seems like it's a very difficult thing to do. And and I don't have an explanation for why. Uh, and and even the people that make the drug, I don't know that they understand, you know, why the withdrawals are so difficult. And but I've had clients that I, you know, feel like they're having war flashbacks and just it's, have a real hard time yeah. coming off of it. So, so Chris, basically, I would say that if someone had a desire, if they were on Adderall or any other med, um, that you may need help from a doctor to do that. But in order to even qualify to attempt to come off a med like that. You, you want to start seeing if you can improve your body's own ability to uh, have the resources it needs to function correctly. So if you look at things like, um, you know, blood pressure or, or where your blood sugar is, and um, if you see that there's steps that you can take to raise your natural mineral levels, then that may make it easier for you to try to reduce those meds with your doctor's help. And it all goes back to our best friend, digestion. It really does. Because if you can't digest your stuff and assimilate all the nutrients and stuff in it, then you're not even going to... If you're taking supplements, they're not going to be helpful anyway. They're not going to be effective. Yeah, Yeah, I like it when Kenna knows stuff. Sometimes. I would would also... like uh, Pretty much just kind of reiterate what you said, but with that focusing on the fundamentals of learning where all your ideal ranges should be and the different self-tests that we teach to do... And making sure your digestion's working well is definitely the groundwork to enable you to, like you said, qualify to not need it so much. Mm-hmm. But it will also help with the detox of like whatever right. remnants are. Like once your bile is flowing well and your metabolism's working right and the oxidation's occurring well, those withdrawal symptoms are, if you have any, are likely going to be a lot less severe and less prolonged. Prolonged, right? Because uh, if your body can remove toxins, and we talk and we teach that in the digestive stuff. 
um, how the body uses the bile to remove the toxins um, that shouldn't be in the body. And, but for a lot of people, bile won't flow. And that not only interrupts digestion, but the removal of toxins. Mm. And, and digestion is really big in this issue um, because the most common thing that we see is, is low mineral levels. Um, and the second most common thing that we see uh, would be sugar spikes and crashes mm-hmm. that would create these issues. But another thing to think about is that we we just don't have food like we used to have, mm-hmm. um, meaning that the food has nutrition in it. A, a lot of what we eat that that it may even look like food in the store. It might be a pretty apple, but the the mineral content and nutritional content in that apple is severely lower than it was you know, 50 years ago. Hmm. Do you want to talk about maybe some, you know... Like why that is or yeah, what to do soil and stuff? Yeah, well, the whole practice of, like, the mass agriculture where they stopped caring about the humus or, like, the health of the soil and the little bacteria that should live in there, and they just emphasize synthetic fertilizers of, like, NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, I think, and potassium, whatever it is they mm-hmm. found would be enough to make the plant grow Right. But not necessarily be nourished. It's like putting on someone on steroids without necessarily feeding them like a healthy diet. They'll get bigger, but it's going to be really weird and they're going to have strange issues. <laughs> and they're going to they're going to find right. up on a, a lot of Facebook pictures with quotes around them. Right, <laughs> right. So like that's like what we're eating as a nation. This weird, really weird like growth hormone injected plants that don't have all the little micronutrients present anymore, but they look really pretty. Mm-hmm. And they're even doing things to manipulate so that they taste kind of like what they used to. Right, so it can be a lot like a lot of the people here in L.A. where they look really pretty, but they're just hollow inside. <laughs> right, totally. Thing, totally. <laughs> so that just leaves us really depleted. Even if you're eating organic food, which is a good step up because there's right. no poison, like pesticides and stuff, it's still not giving you the nutrition you need. So. And you're, we're becoming like antibiotic resistant and stuff because of like antibiotics and stuff that they... Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like well the soil, but um, the actual and the animals, animals and, and the stuff. animals. Yeah, right. So this this can all contribute to the problem. I mean, somebody might say, "Why is there an ADD outbreak?" And some people may think, "Well, it's just because it's popular now to diagnose it, and that may be part of the problem." But you know, part of the problem may be that so many people's digestion is not functioning correctly for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a whole medi- medical industry. It's focused around turning digestion off to relieve reflux issues. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a billion-dollar industry. So you know a lot of people are turning their digestion off to keep that industry thriving. So we know digestive issues are out there. Um, we know they're out there even for people who are not on meds. So when you put that together with the lack of ability to pull nutrients out of foods, and then you add in the fact that a lot of the foods don't have the nutrients they used to, you can see that... Uh, resources can be low for a lot of people, and this issue can be prevalent. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did you get prevalent? Well, can, uh-huh, I got know, that. And also, like, well, what are they eating then as well? Even if they're, like, most people, they're not choosing organic foods. They're eating, like, juice boxes yeah, and things like that. And, <laughs> right. and there's this really... Vending machine lunch. Yeah, there's this really awesome book that I saw some excerpts from where they looked at 
children's handwriting in school before and after snacks. And it was insane. Like they would they would be able to like draw these cute little pictures of themselves and their family. Like that's what they just chose to sketch before their cookies and milk or whatever it was. And then like t- yeah, th- and they had them like draw like after they like a progression of like oh draw this here like five minutes later, ten minutes later, and it just became this absolute dribble <laughs> from like this happy little sunshiny family to like lines and daggers and like, <laughs> torn paper. Like, that's great. I want to yeah. see that. No play yeah. next <laughs> So the ADD or is it? Chips Ahoy. Right, know. right. That's a and so that's a good thing to look at. So uh, especially when you look at kids, um, you know, so so many people don't understand that what we eat counts. And uh, you know, with a kid that you may not want to be aggressive with a lot of treatment, you can start changing what they're eating. Um, give them things like pickles that can help their digestive process a little more, pull more out of the food. But when you take away the little Debbie snack cakes and you give them actual food, uh, that can make a big difference with a lot of stuff too. Not only are you giving them actual nutrients, but you're taking away all of those sugars that could be causing those spikes and crashes, mm. which could be magnifying the problem Have as well. Have you ever tried to take a little Debbie snack cake away from the kid before? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a problem for me yeah, when I was yeah, a kid. Um, Debbie was my girl. Star Mona, crunch? Yeah. Oh, Fudge round? Come on. Oh. <laughs> Nutty buddies. <laughs> Mona from Hamilton, Ontario. I would love to post just one question, but I have a billion ready to go in my head. Here's one. How does one slow down the train of thought in one's head? It's like a locomotive when I need it to be a commuter train. It's frustrating. Everybody today's from England for me. Okay. I don't know. Is that po- ADD's popular over Yeah, there? yeah. I represent the English. Uh-huh. Thanks well, for coming out. Yeah, I would. I would really turn her on to looking at her metabolism and looking at trying to understand whether or not she's a fast or slow oxidizer to see like why might your your because your mind could be anxious and racing also because the low blood pressure issues but the low blood pressure is also usually really tied in with being either a fast or a fast oxidizer usually Mm -hmm. so mona if you like take a minute and count how many breaths you take in a minute just the inhales don't count inhale and exhale yeah like in and out would be would count as one And ideally, it's somewhere around 15 or 16. And if it's way faster than that or way slower than that, that's a good piece of the puzzle to look at. Like, oh, I need to deal with my metabolism and learn how to correct this slow, fast oxidizer imbalance that we talk about. Right. So we talk about how, you know, there's a problem with people pulling nutrients into the body uh, through digestion. There's a problem with uh, nutrients being in the food that we're eating. But if you add on top of that that somebody is ripping through nutrients really fast or they oxidize very slowly and it give, they have a hard time getting through some of the foods they're eating. Um, by changing what they're eating or working on imbalances to improve the oxidation rate, all of a sudden you can change a whole person's functionality. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it can be really life-changing. It's kind right. of like the funnest clients to work with because they're like so grateful to uh-huh. not be strung out all the time anymore. Right. Yeah. I can't wait till I'm cured. I know. That'll be a long time from now, though. John from Green, Ohio. Squirrel! <laughs> Good, John. Uh-huh. <laughs> Serious note. Does Adderall and such also enhance negative qualities, such as anger issues, rage, confusion, gearing more towards a less developed young mind? I remember my college years and taking Adderall to practice for my piano minor. I had squirrel! 
awesome practice <laughs> sessions, lasting hours longer than not taking it. However, a week or so later, I was only able to recall a percentage of what I had seemingly accomplished. Welcome to my whole educational career. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, like, I like how John, it's probably what he really was really thinking when he wrote that. I like that he, he shared it with us. Um, so when you look at uh, negative side effects from, from drugs, um, it's kind of hard to pinpoint that, especially for us. And, uh, you know, even medical doctors that are trained in that um, can have a hard time understanding what a drug is doing. And a lot of people are on more than one drug. And when you, you add those two together, it's not like a this plug drug plus this drug. It's like this synergistic effect of this drug times this drug. The synergistic effect. Synergistic. Okay. Synergistic. Um, so it's kind of hard to say what's doing that. But when you look at what a lot of these ADHD drugs are and that they're stimulants, um, it can affect an autonomous nervous system in a big way and push you more towards a, a sympathetic state in some cases. Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain how that works, Will? Yeah. When, whether it's a drug or whether it's your metabolism that can also put you into a sympathetic state, when your fight-or-flight system is active, which is the opposite of like the parasympathetic rest and digest, your brain's going to be really on and you're going to be in like this problem-solving kind of mode where you're just dealing with like a fire or a bear chasing you or right. a piano final <laughs> whatever but stress your brain you. is feeling like that's the thing it's got to really really do and it can help you stay attentive but that doesn't necessarily help recall like what this person's concern was about like total recall total recall with yeah. arnold <laughs> right it doesn't necessarily help you remember <laughs> and there's other interesting things about study and this isn't necessarily due to body chemical imbalance but like our, our attention spans are usually richest for like longer term uh, recall when we do these short bouts. Like when we'll, we, we'll remember like the first thing that happened and the last thing that happened in the study session, then the middle can kind of be this blur. So if he's looking for like better recall, he might want to like change like his practice method. You know, I mean, this is outside of our normal topic about nutrition, right. but there's other things he can also look at of like, well, why can't I play? piano for 12 hours and remember everything <laughs> well right. so and a lot of people will find little tricks like this and they feel like that's their solution to the add type problem hmm. and it may help you function it may help you in your life and those are all great anything you can put in your favor um but when you start to look at your physiology you may also be able to uh adjust things so that you can function better and then those tricks help you even more mm-hmm. hmm. randy how does one really know if they have ADD or ADHD? Focus? Seldom. I can't finish reading John's serious message without getting bored or distracted. I start to write something and can't type fast enough as thoughts scream through my head. And then I can't remember a one of them when needed. Forgetfulness? Geez, how many times a day do I misplace things? I do maintenance work. How many different places can I lay a tool and not remember where I put it? While standing in one spot... Just wondering, maybe it's all normal, but wow, mm. it doesn't feel that way. Where's my knife? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> added I added the last part. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I thought his voice was changing for a minute because yeah. you were getting bored and having ADD. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I get bored within an accent and have to <laughs> right. change. But, the, you know, that's really a good point about Randy is that, uh, you know, he's like, you know, maybe this is just how things are or maybe this is just how I am, but it sure does not 
feel great. And, and I think a lot of people are suffering with that where they're just confused about why does this happen to me and it doesn't happen to my mm-hmm. friend and, and what can I do about it? Yeah, and it, it also brings to mind another issue that we haven't mentioned yet, which is um, the whole protein metabolism potassium deficiency that can happen, sure. where, which can totally make you really confused at a cellular level and as a whole person. Whereas if you're not breaking down proteins well, like if you don't have good stomach acid to do that, it creates this whole thing that affects the ability of your body to, to function right without nitrogen and the ability of the cells to receive the potassium that they need. And it can just leave you feeling really confused. And it's kind of a complicated thing, but the main thing is like, you might be nitrogen deficient because you're not breaking down protein well, and that screws up all your cells. Right. And, and another simple way to look at it is that um, potassium kind of closes the control loop, that those signals that get traveled like from the brain down to the body, and it's like, hey, this is this is what I want to happen. And the body sends a signal back saying, this is what happened. And without pot- enough potassium, that this is what happened never makes it back uh, to the brain. And whether we're talking about a bodily function or where are my car keys, you know, it can affect both of those situations. And, and that doesn't mean you should supplement potassium. Um, a lot of people should not, but uh, depending on their chemistry. But um, if you can improve digestion and pull more minerals out of the food you're eating, then you'll get more potassium out of your food. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And there's also other like mental practices that can affect your your nervous system, like meditation. Like I found my diet can be really balanced and sometimes I'll be a little short on sleep or have a really packed schedule, but if I fit in some time to meditate, my memory improves like drastically. The flow of thoughts is much more balanced and controlled. Do you feel like maybe you're kind of forcing your body to simmer down and totally. slow things down a little bit? A lot of the time, yeah, because I'll try to be in like a more excited, like even sympathetic nervous system state when I'm training people and when I'm working out because that higher energy is appropriate in the gym. But that doesn't necessarily work best for like all the doing a puzzle yeah all the other activities you do or remembering what someone said earlier or that kind of thing but when I, I find if you take the time to meditate it can really change your nervous system and also just it helps all of your thoughts get much more organized because I'm, I'm I think I'm too intense when I do puzzles yeah like I mean, every time I find an edge piece I'm like screaming edge all piece. the time <laughs> It's not just puzzles. Oh, yeah. so. Okay. No, I also think that, you know, they have all those like things you can get now on your computers, brain games and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that can help. You can train your brain to you have a better memory. I, I think like with improvisation and stuff, it helps me because I have to listen to what people say and pay attention mm-hmm. or I have no idea what's going on in the scene. And, and it, it can be almost like a muscle mm-hmm. where if you work it, it can become stronger because think about now, you know, like... People ask me what my phone number is. I'm like, I don't know, six. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my phone number is. But if you ask me what my phone number was when I was 11, I can tell it to you right now because you you needed Mm -hmm. that then. Now it's just Mm -hmm. in your phone. It's like under me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people say I'm like Rain Man, though, because I'll remember really weird things like that, but I can't tell you what I ate yesterday, Mm. you know? So I will like somebody will say, yeah, yeah like oh, your phone number is three two two three six eight seven four six seven seven. Your phone yeah. number is three two three seven nine one nine six nine. I mean, like I remember people's phone numbers. Was that crazy. Please, number Please listeners, don't there. call. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, call yeah. That number. Those weren't their phone numbers. Those were other friends' numbers. But don't call those numbers, or I'll get in trouble. <laughs> All right. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I was supposed to read another question. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oren. 
Orin, your mother really meant to name you Orange, but she got lazy. Okay, is there a natural way to kick ADD in the nuts? I've been on Ritalin for a while and suffered some nasty side effects. It was almost a nervous breakdown. It frightened me enough to quit the drug. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and and don't look at it like, is there a a natural solution? Um, Look at it more about... Uh, look at your physiology, what's going on, and see if you can understand what is your body missing out on? What is it not using properly? Um, are minerals going low? Is sugar crashing too low? All those things that the brains need to function. So look at you instead of what you're labeled with and see if you can find answers that way. My body's missing out on some carbs. Mm. Mm. Sad time. Mm. So? Um, I, you know, I, I say this also with like when I used to be an exercise therapist, always. The person's like, what's the cure for sciatica or my arthritis in my knee or TMJ or whatever it is? And it's always like focus on your posture, like get your alignment to be straight and then your joints will move correctly and they just don't hurt. And it's really very much like that with just focus on your body chemistry, focus on the fundamental points of balance and these symptoms just kind of naturally dissolve most of the time. Know that crazy imbalances and crazy resource depletions and things like that can cause some crazy issues. So if you're dealing with crazy issues and you look at your physiology and you see that it's whacked, Mm -hmm. now things start to make sense. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the problem with my marriage? Your posture. Mm -hmm. Amber, Claire from Michigan. At what age is it apparent that it's ADHD and not just childhood? (laughs) I think she has more... Yes, she does. Uh-huh. I've also heard. Ugh, I've also heard that multiple neurological disorders are being lumped as autism, Asperger's, for example. Why is that? Mm. Yeah, we kind of talked about this a little bit. And you know, how do you know if a kid has a, a legitimate issue, or if they're not just a, a spastic little kid? Like single, you know, kids can be it sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I really think that it's important to look at what you're putting in that kid's mouth for food. You know, what are you feeding it? Um, and if those types of foods have no nutrients and cause sugar spikes and crashes, then you know that that's going to cause a lot of that hyperactivity, a lot of those crashing issues where they can't function. Um, so I think that's an important thing to look at. Yeah. I mean, my, my best friend from college thought he had ADHD until he finished his general studies and started his major, which was like a philosophy degree. And he was really, really just bored was the thing. And he couldn't focus on the general ed stuff. But as soon as he was into something he was interested in, it was fine. Right. So if you look at your kid and he's like, he plays baseball like, you know, with such great intensity. But then when he's trying to do math homework, he's just really bored. Like, is he sick or bored? You know, like kind of look at like, is the environment right for someone, for a kid with a dynamic brain to be stimulated and excited about what he's doing? Or is it horrible schools. That's so true. Because, I mean, like, you put me in any kind of class and I'm just like, but then you, like, have me go to choir or drama and I'm like, you know, and just having fun. But, yeah, it's like learning. If I'm bored with it, I don't want to do it. If I don't see the point, then I, you know. And and I can't say why they lump uh, different diagnoses together, but we talked about this a little bit in the IBS uh, issue that we did um, and you can find all our old issues on iTunes now by searching for Kick It Naturally or on Stitcher if you have an Android and um, but we talked about how a lot of times the symptom can be simple, similar but the underlying cause is totally different but they'll just put them all in the same diagnosis because uh, a lot of issues are just diagnosed off of symptom instead of the actual underlying cause 
Yeah, and a lot of times the the actual underlying cause can cause multiple symptoms, and so sometimes those correspond, and sometimes they don't. But maybe that's also why, like some of the similar symptoms or you know appearances and activities of these people that don't have what they need to run their brain right can kind of show up and look similar. But really, it's you know when we look at the body chemistry, we say, oh, it's related to those issues of metabolism, digestion, nutrition. Right. Caitlin from Medina, Ohio. I've done a lot of research on this being my son is four and he does have an IEP. There are many vitamins and nutrients that naturally unfog and clear the brain to process thoughts better. We are working on finding a holistic practitioner for proper dosage. Refuse to make my son a zombie. He has brilliant ideas. He tests at genius levels simply to help him cope. Don't want to say there's a cure to all this, but definitely an alternative route with way more of a successful outcome. And, and if you don't know it, an IEP is an individual education program, and they kind Smart. of they kind of uh, put kids with these programs if they are uh, diagnosed with a disability, and whether that's a learning disability or or something else that's uh, causing them issues. And you know, I I don't I'm not going to say that that's problematic, but you know, like you were saying, Kenna, you know, when you're labeled with something, it kind of sticks with you and then you kind of wonder you know is there something wrong with me and you can also use it as an excuse for the rest of your life yeah i've been using that yeah. like you it's know low blood pressure you. and that electrolyte deficient uh-huh. one is an excuse for right, just to since be- i met tony but you know I, I mean what are we doing if we're causing some kid to be uh feeling like there's something wrong with him when the real problem may be that you know the parents are feeding the kid donuts every meal and it's causing these huge spikes and crashes and how could a kid function like that when that's the case? But I, I do understand what Caitlin's saying about uh, you know not wanting to make the kid a zombie because a lot of the meds like they will fix the uh, the ups and downs and the inability to focus, but it just kind of turns them into a like that's the only focus and they can't really expand their brain on other stuff. It's really hard to explain. Who wants a boring kid? You could just hang out with adults all day if yeah. that were the case. Yeah, kids are a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, but Caitlin talked about, she's been researching this a lot, and she talked about some other supplements that she has uh, found through her research that seem to help a lot. And uh, Some of them were like B-complex. And we've talked about B-complex and other ones and how it has niacin in it mm. and how that can uh, help some other disorders that are similar to this, like a bipolar situation. Mm. That niacin is that the one that flushes your face when? Yeah, you, you kind of feel a flush when you take it. Like you feel like, hey, my face is a little on fire for thirty seconds or something. Um, she also mentioned g- ginseng and uh, l theanine, which I did. I've never used for a situation like this, but she found some stuff that um, she found people feeling that it was helpful. When, and that's an amino acid. Mm. So it could just be another thing that's helping the body send signals and re- receive them and function correctly. What about that ginkgo nobacanobaca, whatever that is? Yeah. yeah and is the, that really good? I mean, I've used it. I haven't really noticed much. And I would say, again, it, it really depends on the individual's chemistry, like whether these amino acids that Caitlin found are going to help one person or the next it's it's just like eyeglasses. Like if you're farsighted, you know right. the wrong lenses aren't going to help. We're all snowflakes. We're all snowflakes. All right. Um, one other thing I was going to say uh, about what Caitlin was saying. I don't remember what it was at all. Um, <laughs> oh, it was that uh, squirrel. Yeah, it was that squirrels are fun. Mm-hmm. No, um, that she was talking a little bit about that. 
you need to be careful with kids and supplements because you don't want to overdose a kid on a supplement. And I, I think that's valid And um, because supplements do have the ability to push chemistry and you can create an imbalance in the wrong direction. So I do think it's important to look at uh, specific situations instead of just trying everything that may be working for, for somebody else. They talk about a lot of them increasing you know, serotonin uptake and things like this that are, they feel are improving the brain. But I think in a lot of the situations, it, it may just be just giving the body some resources that it can use to function. Cool. You finished your thought? Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Entirely Natural LLC. Essential oils help tremendously. Some, try, some to try are vetiver, cardamom. I have a friend who has a son with Asperger's, slightly different but similar, and he was having a hard time reading. She rubbed it on his feet, and within minutes he picked up his book. He didn't know what to do with it, but he picked it up. <laughs> Lavender, the blend by a young living called Peace and Calming and Brain Power. Of course, this may not solve the problem, but they sure do help. Um, I think Kenna made up the part. I did. I made that up. Mm-hmm. You know, essential oils, I kind of view them as... A, a very nice transport system. Um, you know, I've talked to other practitioners too with kids that with these types of issues. And if you can't get them to take uh, a supplement that may help, you can kind of rub it into their feet a little bit and it'll still get into the bloodstream and get into the body to where it can be utilized. And I kind of view essential oils as a really nice way to get other nutrients and things into the body too. Because they're not going to be as harsh as like a supplement. Well, you kind of rub it on your skin and then it's absorbed through the skin. So, you know, some people, they put a supplement through their digestive system and they can't even digest a supplement. So if you can get it into the body by using an essential oil or something. Your kid wakes up in the middle of the night and you're like at the foot of the bed rubbing (laughs) oils into their feet. Nothing, dear. I'm not doing anything. Really. Do you want to say anything about essential yeah, oils? Yeah, I mean, I, I, before I learned about all this body chemistry stuff, I used to be really into using essential oils. And some of, the, some of them are insanely powerful. Like, for example, people are concerned about trying to get enough antioxidants. <clears throat> so they'll, they'll buy these expensive antioxidants, like blends or whatever. But then when you look at the, like the antioxidant scale called the ORAC, Oxidative Reductive Adaptive Capacity. <laughs> Easy for you to yeah. say. Choking on my water. That was actually hard to say. I was, I was about to do the uh, <laughs> But you'll see like clove is like 12 million times more antioxidant than anything else. And it's like so cheap. It's not marketable. Well, you just smoke a clove? And- well, yeah, you can do that. But I mean, you can get clove oil and you can also like... Use them if, if kids are, if your digestive system is compromised, you can put it in those little oil burners and like you can breathe it and it's another way to get very potent into your bloodstream. So there's a lot of different ones. Young Living, I think the guy who created that brand has a really cool book on essential oils and their different properties. And again, like that whole realm gets into like, oh, this oil does that, you know, which is right. definitely a thing we don't like to do. We like to look at the individual chemistry and I still think that's much more important. But there is a really powerful psychosomatic effect that happens when you breathe in different things as, as well as at the molecular level. Right. And what's kind of fun when you look at how people find different things that have helped them, um, you know, even like acupuncture is something that a lot of people report success on with ADD. And, you know, the medical world will say, well, there's not enough, uh, uh, you know, clinical trials to support that. And of course, who's going to pay for that? But um, when you look at acupuncture, it it seems to be a situation where it kind of helps signals travel better. 
um, because maybe mineral's not there, but when you stick the little metal things in there, now the signals have something to kind of bounce off a little bit. Um, so it just kind of confirms the fact that this may be a big uh, deal here to understand what minerals are doing in our body and how they can help us function um, if other things that are, you know, uh, synthesizing minerals in your body are helping too, then let's see what happens if we can get more minerals in the body. Yeah. That's cool. I never thought about that with acupuncture, so, but that's interesting. Uh, what about the thing where you stick your feet in the water and the water turns black mm-hmm. and yeah, what and the the pulls all thing? the stuff that's out? That's more of a yeah, detoxifying yeah, thing, a, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is that with the metal thing that I was talking about? Metals or what? It takes out metals. That's my understanding of it. That's what they're shooting for when they do that. And I I buy into that in a way that um, a lot of the toxins in the body will go down to the feet when they don't have an escape route. And that's why a lot of Mm. people like diabetics and stuff, a lot of those sores they get are at the lower extremities extremities, because a lot of problems just kind of go down to our feet. So a lot of people feel like that's the place to pull toxins out of. Mm. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll buy into that. Okay. Jake. From Greenville, South Carolina. Why did my ADHD medication always make me so short-tempered by the end of the day? I like Jake. I know Jake. Mm-hmm. He's, he's Jake's learning. a friendly like, yeah, guy. I like him. Um, and, you know, when Will was talking about how some of these meds may push you more sympathetic, if you're in that fight-or-flight state, to your body, you are, you're being chased by a bear. And it might just be you're stressed out because of traffic or whatever, but to your body, it's like, okay, this is a problem, so I'm going to jack up all kinds of uh, you know, adrenaline and all this stuff to make the body function at its optimal at this minute. So if a medication is pushing you in that direction all the time, uh, it could affect all of those things and make you in a more... Uh, you know, f- actual fight or flight state, just like it sounds. It mm. just pushes you to that place of do not touch my Pop-Tart, <laughs> you know, and, and you just kind of snap and freak out. So fight or flight, what if I choose to flight? Flight is better. Yeah. Flight as in run away from oh, the bear, not like, like free oh. as a bird. Yeah. I'm learning lots today. Yeah, yeah. Good. good job. Nikki, it's not a real disorder. Big Pharma made it up. You probably had those symptoms because you're basically taking FDA-approved speed methamphetamines. Meth- <laughs> he asked me if I could say it. <laughs> yes, I can. Methamphetamines. They used to prescribe the methamphetamines back in the 50s to housewives. They packaged it with a disorder called ADD and ADHD. All right, Nikki. So, yeah, and, and it's, you, you, you know, with thoughts and information like this, you can see how people get mad about ADD and say that it is, you know, very made up and is it who knows but um and yes you know a lot of the drugs are you know it's some crazy stuff that that people are taking um but i think the real thing to take from all of this is that people do have issues that are, that are very hard to deal with and they do make life very complicated and difficult and um i so it's understanding why they would search for basically the only answer that's out there that they find from any doctor or anybody is just here's the drug to fix it. So what else would they do? Yeah, I I would. Uh, Nick is a friend of mine. I know what he's getting. He's very holistically minded. Sure. And I would I would say like it is a real disorder, but like the solution 
in my personal opinion, is not the best way to go with a drug. It's like to look at your body chemistry and see why is your mind working in a disordered fashion, you know? And, and yeah, when you focus on your, on your body chemistry and your digestion and nutrition and you avoid all these weird toxins and drugs that push you all over the place, a lot of times it resolves itself. And I, I agree with Nikki in that, you know, there, there's a feasible viewpoint of, Everything there's a diagnosis is pretty much a, a made up thing that is just a way to make a person feel like, okay, I see, I, I have something. Other people have this too. Mm-hmm. I'm not a circus freak. Um, and it kind of makes them feel like, okay, if I'm not the only one, what are the answers? And all oh, the answers are this drug. And so they can do that. But at least they feel like, okay, I'm, I'm not standing alone on this. And, and they have to have a name for it so that they can prescribe the medicine for it. Right, right? That's, how yeah. the, that's how the medical world works. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that the, the problems that the people are dealing with are, are not real because, right. they, because they obviously are for, for a lot of people. And maybe if there was no names, we would just call everybody, hey, you're a little jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you should fix that. Right. Why don't you be less jacked up? Jacked up syndrome? Yeah, that's what oh, it is. Like really, one of the only things that you could really say the condition would be pregnant. You right. Know, that would be a, that would be real. That would be yeah. You are yeah, pregnant. Yeah. You're kind of pregnant. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're not. Really. <laughs> or exactly. short. Yeah, short. Yeah. yeah. People people use that to me uh-huh. a lot. Mm, me too. Um, okay, so uh, since Kenna learned so much today, Kenna, why don't you tell us what we learned in this show? <laughs> okay, this is what I learned. If you don't have the minerals to take all the signals to where they need to go, then you need to work on that. And to even work on that, you need to work with your digestion. To, get, to make sure that your body can assimilate all the nutrients, supplements, anything you're putting into it so that you will have the mineral content for these signals to travel through. And don't put a toaster in the bathtub right. unless it's distilled, unless it's distilled water. And then I still don't want you but to do that. But even then, even then, you will not you know, make a toast yeah. after right. that. So right. if any children are listening, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. don't do that at all because you're going to have dirt on your body and then that's going to conduct mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and then soggy toast. Yeah, I don't want that letter. Um... Uh, so during the, Nina, why don't we bleep out the whole thing about the toast? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, so yeah, but you did pretty good there, Ken. Um, so uh, instead of looking at what your diagnosis is, see what happens when you look at your physiology, what's going on, and see if you can figure out some ways to allow your body to operate with what it needs to operate. Mm-hmm. So basically, we could just do these podcasts now. We don't even have to talk about it. I'll just do a sum up, right. a summary. Yeah. We'll talk about it before. And then we'll change then it I'll to the Kenna yeah, Hour. Yeah, uh-huh. the, yes, <laughs> and I'll be the star of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so I like this already. Um, one other thing I'd have to add, uh, on my blog, you actually mentioned to me to make a post about stress, and that's that's going to be coming up within next the next week, week or yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, next week we're going to talk about stress. I'm all stressed yeah. out about it. So there'll there'll be some little points of measurement that I'll teach people how to take to assess their autonomic nervous system state, like if they're in fight or flight or not, as well as looking at other things like the oxidation rate and blood pressure stuff will be kind of filled out on that mybodyofknowledge.net blog post that we'll put up sometimes. Okay, good. And where can people... A fighter, not a fighter. And where can people find you on Facebook, too? Uh, oh, just at, uh, My Body of Knowledge. Okay. Yeah, yeah so follow him there, too. He, he adds a lot of good information. I will follow his body of knowledge anyway. <laughs> I understand that. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't have anything else to say. Oh, good. I'm sure he'll have some stuff he'll find to say during the day, which I'll have to listen to. Oh, but until Ooh. then... <laughs> If you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com. Next week, tune in for stress. 
Do you have it? Are you alive? Are you breathing? You probably have stress, so you'll want to listen. Cause I know the place where the sun is always shining. 